Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Is This Thing Working? Today's Wednesday, February the 14th. Today is Valentine's Day. It's the day of love. Love your wife. Love your kids. Love your mom and dad. Love your grandma and grandpa. Love your dog. Just love everybody. Love your neighbor. Today's the day of love. I think it's a great day. And there's my the one I love across from me over there. There's Denise. Hey, Denise, how's it going? Good. Happy Valentine's Day, honey. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, get off that mushy stuff. Here we go, because we got a big show ahead. We got a big show ahead today. We're going to get right to it. Guys, here we go. The last couple days, I guess last week especially, and we've been kind of pounding this point home, the importance of our primary election here in Texas this year. And we know, man, it gets boring. We sit here and we read off the each each of the candidates and their biographies and where they stand politically, but it's important, man. We do that because it's important. You got to know the right candidate for the job. And that's all we're trying to let you do is that we need true conservatives to be elected into office, to be our voices, not the lobbyists. They don't get the voice. We should get the voice. We, the people are the ones who should be electing these people in, not big money interests. And we want to get people in there that are against the big money interests, the ones that want to come in there, and at least do something for the people. And I think we've got some good ones, especially in District 9 and District 11 House of Representatives race here. Also, we talked about the judges, talked about Ken Paxton's endorsement of the three that he was endorsing and why. And as we looked at those candidates' platforms and all, we decided that that would probably be a good choice for everybody. So we brought them out here and, and we endorsed them too. But hey, man, just bear with us during the primary season and let's help us help us to do our part to elect some good common sense folks. And I hope you take that attitude even on the very local levels in mayoral races, in county commissioner races, in city council races, in school board races. Take it serious and let's find the common sense good people that we need. But here we go. Big news. I guess some of the big news from yesterday was that the House finally impeaches Secretary of Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Finally done it. Finally done it, man. We had three people that, that went to the other side. We had Ken Buck, Tom McClintock, Mike Gallagher. They voted on the opposite side. Hey, that's cool, whatever. You know, we still it passed. What, 214 by, to 213? Uh-huh. And now it's on to the Senate for the impeachment to what? Fail. Fail. <laughs> so I guess so, it's a moral victory, if nothing else, man. Well, and, and not just that, is we're going to find out in the Senate who is really, really into securing our border. And that's going to be a tell come election time. So you just go ahead and, you know, vote to, you know, not impeach, not take it to trial. Go ahead, senators, because we're ready to get rid of you. Well, they're more concerned about the Ukraine money. Uh, it's kind of like a scale, you know, a scale sitting there, and they're weighing Ukraine money, border. our own border money, Ukraine money. I can launder border money. I can't launder. <laughs> so which ones right? are they going to choose? Well, I yeah. tell you what. Until they get some oversight in this um, Ukraine money that they never oversight, then they don't need a penny. Well, I I agree. You know, if yeah. I mean President Trump's right, they should totally do a loan you know why not do a loan so we can get money back with interest right you know um that way we will have oversight of a loan yeah see they don't want that they don't want that yeah they don't want oversight they want to launder that money back to the democrat <laughs> party and the uniparty actually 
Yeah. So that, that's why we've had the turn that we've had we, that we've had, and I don't think anybody else can deny that it's the big money. Just big like money. Just like what we're talking about in the Texas politics, we need to get the big money out of our politics here in the state. We need to get it out on the federal level. That's too. exactly right. Man, George got, Soros needs to go back to Hungary. Well, they all they all need to go back. I mean, yes. In light of the news that came out yesterday about this, did you hear about this binder? Yeah. That's missing binder. <laughs> but binder. we went back. Yeah. Before we start on all of that and explain what all's going on here with this binder, here is an interesting article to remind everyone about something that was not found at Mar-a-Lago. And this is an article from a week ago that we pretty well know got buried for a reason. It's, it's interesting that we just now seen it today and nobody in the news. I didn't hear anybody last week talk about this. No, I didn't. Um, but here it says, there are whispers of FBI screw-ups and cooperating witnesses from experts who have read the bombshell report that some hidden areas of Mar-a-Lago went unsearched during a raid by the FBI. It was reported as an astonishing lapse that was FBI, that saw FBI agents miss a hidden room, in quotes, in their search of Mar-a-Lago. Of course, it tells the social club where President Trump stands. And I just find this... So crazy that this came out talking about a hidden room, talking about something that they missed, you know, but it, it got former FBI general counsel Andrew Weissman. Remember him thinking that there were just there just might be a new cooperating witness on the table. The reports that the FBI missed a hidden room at Mar-a-Lago makes me wonder how the FBI now knows that. Sounds like an insider has tipped the FBI off to that, i.e. another cooperating witness. Why do they keep coming up with their cooperating witnesses? Yeah. Well, it's based on what they didn't find. So this right here tells you that the FBI is still looking for something which leads to. <laughs> but is it the FBI looking for it? That's the question. It's not the FBI looking for it. It's nope. the CIA looking for it. Yep. So, Jesse Waters dropped a big bombshell last night between him and Mike Schellenberger. Mike Schellenberger is actually the one that dropped the bombshell on this. This is what we're referring to. He dropped the bombshell on the story about a binder that's missing that the CIA is looking for. And, and he was on Jesse Waters last night. Here's Jesse's, here's Jesse's opening statement to the segment. This is a Fox News alert. Brand new details about how Obama's CIA targeted Trump and started the entire Russia hoax. For years, we were told that tips from an Australian diplomat tipped off the FBI after a random conversation with Papadopoulos, a no-name 20-something. But according to new reporting by Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi, the whole thing was a CIA setup. Former CIA director John Brennan identified 26 Trump associates to be targeted by the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance. And then those interactions were the targets and were targeted by the FBI as suspicious. And that's how the FBI launched the Russia collusion hoax. The details of this entire operation have been stored in a top secret binder in a secret room in Washington. Trump ordered the whole thing declassified. And now the rumor is that the binder might be missing. Oops. Oops. <laughs> we got a missing binder. Well, Michelle, <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael Schellenberger um, put out a thread on X yesterday 
and him and Matt Taibbi and Alex Dutton Tag, they came up with this article on public. And so they have broke this news. CIA had foreign allies, allies spy on Trump team, triggering Russian collusion hoax, sources says. The FBI started spying on the Trump campaign after foreign governments, in quotes, by chance, discovered evidence that his advisors were colluding with the Russians, the government says. But now, multiple credit so- credible sources tell us, okay, I'm, in, I'm interested in these sources, tell us that the CIA asked foreign allies to spy on 26 Trump associates. I would like that list. Okay, so... So we, I guess we know out of those 26, are we counting Papadopoulos, Michael Flynn, Page. and Carter Page? And and I think maybe Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro, yeah. you know, uh, all the ones that they're like putting in jail. Yeah. I want to see who the 26 are. I do too. But we're going, we're going to go on here. Okay. So last year, John Durham, a special prosecutor for the Department of Justice, concluded that the FBI should never have opened its investigation of alleged collusion by then-presidential candidate Donald J. Trump in Russia in late July of 2016. What I want you also to, to remember is at this time that we're talking about presidential candidate Donald J. Trump was a citizen. He was not president... He was not, you know, he was just a presidential candidate. So remember that. The new information fills many gaps in our understanding of the Russia collusion hoax and is supported by testimony already in the public record. Until now, the official story has been that the FBI's investigation began after Australia intelligence officials told U.S. officials that a Trump aide had boasted to an Australian diplomat that Russia had damning material about Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. And and that information was already been proven as yes. as hearsay. It, it came as hearsay, didn't it? Yes, it came as hearsay. Right, I thought so. But in truth, the U.S. IC asked Five Eyes Intelligent Alliance to surveil Trump's associates and share the intelligence they acquired with U.S. agencies says sources close to a House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence Investigation. Here we go. The five eyes nations are the U.S., the United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. All five of these nations, Schellenberg is telling you, spied on the presidential candidate Trump and his team. Warrantless. It is illegal and they continue to say it's okay. After after public and racket had been told that the president, uh, Barack Obama CIA director, John Brennan, had identified 26 Trump associates for the five eyes to target, a source confirmed that the IC had identified them as people to bump or make contact with or manipulate. That's what that means, to manipulate. Right. They were targets of our own IC and law enforcement, targets for collection and misinformation. Right. So so to put that in layman's terms, they were marks. And they were given misinformation on purpose. Right. You know? Yeah, they were given in misinformation to... To spread misinformation to everybody. 
unknown details about the FBI's investigation of the Trump campaign and raw intelligence related to the IC surveillance of the Trump campaign are in a 10-inch binder that Trump ordered to be declassified at the very end of his term, sources told Public and Racket. If the top-secret documents exist proving these charges, they are potentially proof that multiple U.S. intelligence officials broke laws against spying and election interference. Here we go. CNN, Politico, The Guardian, and others reported in 2017 that the British government communications headquarters, which is what we're going to now use as GCHQ, the UK's equivalent of the National Security Agency, was the principal whistleblower in the investigation into the alleged ties between Trump and the Russian government. Wow. And then he goes on to say, GCHQ first became aware in late 2015 of suspicious interactions between figures connected to Trump and known as suspected Russian agents. A source close to UK intelligence wrote a team of reporters for The Guardian in April 2017. This intelligence sharing was supposedly just a result of incidental collection, reported The Guardian. It is understood that GCHQ was at no point carrying out a target, targeted operation against Trump or his team or proactively seeking information. The alleged conversations were picked up by chance as part of a routine surveillance of Russian intelligence assets, they said. But now, sources say that GCHQ's version of events is false. <laughs> Why, sure, it sounded false on its surface because there's absolutely no reason. There's absolutely no reason that you just pick up that and then just go report it. No, you were targeting them. You yes. were you were you were told to target. We know that now. The truth's yes. coming out about it. Yes, it's awesome. The UCIC asked its foreign allies to target 26 members of Trump's team, possibly to justify the FBI's investigation. Exactly. That's exactly right. They wanted to build the story up, so they were using everybody, and the Five Eyes was part of it. Yes, and our CIA and the FBI. They were all in on this together. It goes on down here in, in the in the thing to say, too, in Michael's story here. Doing so was illegal, both because U.S. law prohibits such intelligence gathering unless authorized by FISA warrant and because of the weaponization of the intelligence community for political purposes constitutes election interference. Sure it does. Yeah. And it goes on to say that that Brennan, former President Barack Obama, under whom he served, and the CIA did not respond to requests by public or racket for comment. So good deal for them. They went out to all of them. They went to Brennan. They went to Obama and the CIA, and none of them would talk. But the FBI, it says here, the Justice Department also declined, but... The FBI and GCHQ did respond, and this is what they say. They say the allegations that GCHQ was asked to conduct wiretapping against the then-president-elect are nonsense, said GCHQ spokesperson. They are utterly ridiculous and should be ignored. However, in our email presenting the claims to GCHQ, we did not refer to wiretapping, but rather to its UK spy agency's broader alleged involvement in the scheme. So that's what he's <laughs> So they caught up. them also in a lie right there. Sure they did. Because he he didn't even ask about wiretapping. No. Nope. Wiretapping. That's hilarious. Yes. But they brought it up. And why do you think they brought it up? Because it's already been an issue. Yes, it has. Because yeah. they did it. 
they did the wiretapping. Well, yeah, and if you remember that, and 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 they even refer to this back. They said that back. That said the FBI, the conduct in 2016 and 2017 that Justice Department Special Counsel John Durham examined was the reason the current FBI leadership has already implemented dozens of correction act, corrective actions, which have now been in place for some time. Had those reforms been in place in 2016, the missteps identified in the report could have been prevented. Which I think is a lie because it's illegal to do it to American citizens anyway. Yeah, it's illegal to wiretap without a FISA warrant. Yes. On American citizens. And at that time, like you said earlier in the thing, Donald Trump at that point in the game was a U.S. citizen. Yes. He was not a member of government. He was not a member of a national security apparatus. Nothing. He was a he was an American citizen just like me and you. Going out to be president of the United States, which is election interference. So we went back and looked up an article about the FBI. During that time. During that time. And what they had said. And this is an NPR article written 1-11-2020. And um, it says right here, the FBI apologized to the secret court that handles national security investigations for the way it conducted surveillance of a former Trump campaign advisor during the 2016 election, according to a court filing made public. FBI Director Chris Ray outlined steps the Bureau has taken to ensure it doesn't make the same mistakes again. He wrote in the filing to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, FISA, yeah, that that's the, the FBI court. will tighten procedures governing wiretapping applications to the court, which oversees intelligence gathering under the FISA Act. Well, they're all of a sudden going to just take ste- take other steps to ensure that this never happens again when it was illegal to begin with. And, and what confirms that is later on in the article, it says that that report prompted the court to take the highly unusual step of publicly rebuking the FBI and ordering the Bureau to revalidate its work. They didn't ask you to reform your work. They asked you to justify your work. Yes. Why did you do this without a warrant? And they can't justify it. The FBI has the, they say, the FBI has the utmost respect for this court and deeply regrets the errors and omissions identified by the Office of the Inspector General. Ray wrote in the filing calling the FBI's conduct in relation to the page surveillance unacceptable and unrepresentative of the FBI as an institution. Well, why did you do it? Right. And then he goes on to say the FBI is committed to working with the court and DOJ to ensure the accuracy and completeness of the FISA process. Now, I know we're talking about this, and we have laws already on the books about these FISA warrants. But then today... One of our representatives comes out and says that they have on their board a um, for Thursday schedule. For Thursday schedule, reforming intelligence and securing America Act. Thomas Massey, he says, update: Our government invades Americans' privacy without a warrant using the FISA 702 program. That's unconstitutional. Thursday, we will have a recorded vote on an amendment to reform this program, so the feds will have to get a warrant to search U.S. citizens' communications. Isn't there already a law on the books that they have to get a warrant to search? Yeah. Okay, is this talking about communications or personally search their bodies? Well, it's talking about anything. It's talking about communications. Wiretapping is communications. That's that. That's what I thought. I mean, isn't there already a law that they can't do that? 
Or because tech is so different now, they don't have that law. Without seeking a FISA warrant, they can't wiretap you as a citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this gets a little confusing, I'm pretty sure, everybody. Yep. But that goes right back to what we originally began to talk about in the bombshell that Schellenberger originally come out with, is that the wiretapping was going on, the CIA had them a binder full of notes. Yes. And full of things that involved that case more than likely. Yep. President Trump declassified all of that, and I just wonder where that binder might be. Well, (laughs) I have no idea, but I'm pretty sure we're going to find out eventually. But we have a clip from Jesse's show last night. It contains what we have been told that it contains, which may include raw intelligence, information showing that the U.S. government, the CIA and the intelligence community of the U.S. government, initiated... The Russia collusion hoax that it did not occur in the way that the official story, including the Durham investigation, had portrayed it, then that's extremely serious information. And it may be if the FBI then went to go get it in order to continue the cover up of this information, that obviously adds an even more dramatic wrinkle to this. Again, we'll have more to say about it tomorrow, but this is a huge, huge story. I mean, I can't, I've been thinking about it in the history of the United States of America. Have we ever had something like this where the intelligence community was weaponized against a political candidate and weaponized and using our foreign allies to do it? I, I can't think of a more important or dramatic story. Yeah, and then going to great lengths by using FBI raids to cover it up. That's just an absolute incredible development. Great reporting to you and to Matt. Yeah, what's in the binder? What's in the binder? So, everybody be looking for this. This is going to blow up. It is going to blow up because I can guarantee you that Michael Schellenberger and Matt Tybee, it will be a bombshell. They have the information. And today, they're coming out with another one. It says, inside the top secret Russia collusion binder, the intelligence community won't release. Do you think they have it? Who do you think has this binder? You think it's President Trump? I don't think he he has it personally. You think there's a hidden room in Mar-a-Lago that they missed? Nope. I don't either. I don't either. I think yep. it's just a fishing expedition. And what's so crazy is that article came out a week ago about you know them you mm-hmm. know, wanting to get back into Mar-a-Lago is what it is. Yeah. And then this binder comes out, this good, information on the binder. Good point, and you brought this up earlier too, and we'll we'll put this out here for everybody else. Now that the news about the binder is out, and if we learn of the true contents of it, and it implicates the CIA, and it implicates our FBI. And the five nations. And the five, five, and the nations. five nations. What do you think is going to happen with a lot of Trump's charges? Do you think they're just going to throw them away? Do you think they're just going to drop them, forget about them? Do you think his cases go anywhere? Well, because, see, and I wonder about that because if he has that binder... And it's coming out right now. And it's and declassified. And he could use that binder, and he's declassified that. And if he's declassified it, and Schellenberger and them have this binder, yep. and, and it just comes out, do you think this could be a threat to the CIA? To stop the lawfare? To stop the lawfare? That's what I, yeah, that's where I was going with yeah. that, yeah. Because, I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, all of a sudden, President Trump's going to have, like, each case is just going to fall off. Yep. You know, because he has something on them. And I, I really, in the back of my mind, and my, I really think he has this binder. 
Sure, and I always said that that was the reason for the Mar-a-Lago raid. It wasn't that he had classified documents. He had documents implicating every one of them. Exactly. And we've, and, you know, Schellenberger says on here, he says, there are people in the replies suggesting that we already knew this. No, we didn't. And no, you didn't. Only a a tiny number of people knew about this until now. And as we note in our story, if the top secret documents exist proving these charges... They are potentially proof that multiple U.S. intelligence officials broke laws against spying and election interference. This is a massive scoop that upends what people knew about the origins of the Russia collusion hoax from the beginning. It upends everything because we've had many different beginnings, how this happened, the origins, da-da-da-da-da-da. Yep. But obviously... Here's another layer... There is another layer. (laughs) Yep. Is this thing working? Rise up. Well, hey, everybody. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. And I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've learned some things about what's going on around us in the nation and in your communities. You know, we couldn't do this without your continued support either. We appreciate all of you showing up, taking the time to listen to us today. So please, like I say, make sure to hit the like button. Share our show with all your friends. We'll see you next time on Is This Thing Working? And as always, I'm James, and that's my lovely co-host over there. Denise. And we'll see you next time. We're out.